You're listening to The Haunting of Blind Manor After Show by Horror Movie Talk. to Horror Movie Talk Special, The Haunting of Bly Manor After Show. <laughs> On a normal episode uh, of Horror Movie Talk, we would review and discuss one horror film in great detail, but for this series of 10 episodes, we will be having an opinionated, opinionated and accidentally funny discussion on each episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. We'll also be throwing in some interviews of the cast and crew for good measure, uh, your panel of expert hosts each week are the man who sits across from me, Dr. Bryce Hansen. Hello, Governor. He holds a PhD in spookology. And, of course, me, Professor David Day, the former foremost expert in scare no-nos. So without further ado, The Haunting of Bly Manor, after show with Horror Movie Talk. So today we've got a great episode for you. Um, this is episode four. I do wish they had named these. Mm. If they did, this would have been called the Danny episode. Danny, I thought this was the Hannah episode. The, no, no, that's five. You're thinking that's five. Of five yeah. Okay. And the way we will break down this episode is we'll start out. With, oh, yeah, that's right. This is like the Mirror Man episode, really. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Wait right. for it. Wait for it. What could he be playing? The man in the mirror. Um, so uh, we'll start out the episode by giving a brief synopsis, and then we will get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and or hated about this episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Perfectly splendid. It was perfectly splendid. Mm -hmm. So as I said, today we will be talking about episode four of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, this is a, like I said, this is a really Danny heavy episode. Uh, we get to learn a lot more about Danny and her background with... I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, overall, this episode had a very sad vibe yeah. of, of regret and loss, um, which was it was hard for me uh, to watch. Yeah, that's that's like kind of the hallmark of these the series and like the haunting of Hill House is like very a lot of I broken mean, people like scary and creepy but then you get into it and it's really sad. like bittersweet sad and emotional yeah and this is really the probably most emotional and like uh uh sad episode yeah for sure i mean um it was hard for me to watch i've experienced well both of us I, I, was, right was this hard for so 
Bryce actually lost his father a couple months ago, and then I just lost my mother-in-law um, a week or two ago. Yeah, the um, uh, as the monologue this. with Owen is like, because this is where, well, I don't want to spoil it. Is this the one where um, Owen kind of gives the monologue about loss? Um, yeah, this and the fifth. I mean, you hear it in both, in yeah. both of these. But, um, but yeah, it's. No, I think you're thinking of the fifth episode. Mm, yeah. So, th- but in this episode, there wasn't a ton of scares, um, but it did do a great job of telling us why Danny is the way she is. So before we... <laughs> why would you say you are the way you are? <laughs> the way you Danny? are. But before we get into spoilers, um, just a little bit about us. We are Horror Movie Talk podcast normally uh, as i said we review one episode per week we release those on wednesday if you'd like to uh to follow us or check us out you can check us out at our website horrormovietalk.com from there you can find links to all of our social media if you'd like to call the show let us know where we're wrong where we're right or how great we are uh how sexually attractive we are to you you can call us at 682-253-4468 and leave us a voicemail. And if you would like to support us, um, you can always go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Thanks again for listening and let's get into spoilers. You know, we haven't mentioned, mm. I believe it was our first episode of Horror Movie Talk, mm. was another gothic horror movie, The Little Stranger. Uh, that wasn't our first. That oh, was, was that the second? No, it was like the fourth or fifth. What was the first episode? Um, that was the Catholic uh, found footage oh, horror yeah. film. Uh, what was it called? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then Slender Man and then, okay, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that was another very almost, I'm not sure if that was actually based on the turn of the screw, but it was very close to it. I mean, very much like a English gothic yeah. horror, yeah. creepy house, like questionable whether and fr- it's actually haunted versus, you know. And frankly, I mean, it wasn't a, a terrific horror movie necessarily, but it was an okay um, drama. Like, mm-hmm. I, like yeah. I, I would go back and watch it. Now. I don't know why I just thought about that. I'm but thinking about that. No, oh, you can hear my children screaming in the kids. background. Yeah. So, uh, so, but fittingly, this episode starts out with two kids, and they're talking about what? They're talking about glasses. Glasses. Yeah, it's it's Danny as a little girl, and um, and her her friend. That, now we're we're talking real little. They're like I don't know seven or eight. Yeah, something like that. And um, let's see here. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of that boy. Uh, He's oh, you know, not, they don't have uh, in in his IMDb. I think it's like Ernest or yeah. I don't know. I'd have to go back to the credits. Long- Some of these, like the IMDb, is not filled out yet. So it's got like 
out of you know 20 actors that it has it's probably only got like seven people that are named what their characters are right and so um, it's clear that these two little kids one of them is danny and the other one they like each other they're good friends they're playmates yeah and especially this is the origin story of the glasses yeah like this you, is this is the this is the startup yeah so it shows him as he's just getting the glasses and like and she's like so you gotta wear them all the time now and he's like yeah basically yeah she's like can i try them on and you know i mean when you try on someone else's glasses Mm -hmm. it's like oh the world's all wiggly wobbly how do you do that and of course the other person is like no it just clears things up for me Mm -hmm. so uh then we get a smash cut to an engagement party It, it it now this fooled me at first i thought it was a wedding the way it was set up but it was mm. not. This is an engagement party. Oh. I think this will have fooled a lot of people. Because Yeah, I thought it was a wedding too until now that I think of it, like, oh yeah, they're not married yet. Right. Um Yeah, and this is like the the moment where it really like highlights the time period. They kind of slow play it like what era this is in. Yeah. Um it's kind of hard to place because they're in the spooky old mansion mm-hmm. and driving like really old like Rolls Royces. Yeah, but also the the style, right? The, yeah. the pants that are being worn are you're like that's not quite that's yeah. not up to par. So really. it's, those are mom jeans, hardcore. Yeah, it's weird the time frame because it start the whole series starts out in like 2007. Like, okay, why? There's no all right, and then it goes yeah. back to this story, which I'm pretty sure is placed. In the 70s. Late 80s. Well, oh, oh, yes. So the current time, like the present time that most of this show is played out in. And I it might be early, the, it might be early 90s too, because the- 88 to 90. This engagement party, I, <laughs> I took notes, because it very prominently plays uh, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. And it plays yeah. uh, Steve Winwood's The Power of Love. And- So that's about 84. 486 something like that uh, power of love is uh 87 I okay think. yeah 80, w- 86 87 which so would it makes sense at the very least it's late 80s when she's having this engagement party which is several years before the events of everything else right I'm pretty sure because yeah. between that time and now she got a job as a teacher i think and then yeah it's kind of hard to, to place exactly "Quote unquote present day in the haunting of Bly Manor is I think it's 1988. Yeah, somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s. Like there's not like hypercolor shirts, so it's probably not really into the 90s. It feels right. very late 80s. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, it's not made a big deal of. So as I said, we smash cut to an engagement party, and this is the two. This is the two little kids all grown up. This is Danny and her fiance, mm. and um, and he's wearing the the glasses that mm-hmm. Flora broke in the third episode. Well, she didn't break them, right? Well, she she, she they were broken as she was wearing them, as, or not the third episode, the second episode, I believe, is mm-hmm. the one where she broke the, or had these glasses that were broken. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, now we know who the man in the mirror is. Yeah, it's her, her fiance. Her her fiance. And um, Miles, uh, let's see here. So there's a lot of this. This episode is just I mean, they're all a lot of jumping back and forth in Mm -hmm. time. But to me, this one is just like a constant bevy of like jump back, jump forward, jump back, jump forward. Yeah. So the two main like storylines, like the A A and B storylines are A is Danny and her fiance 
and the B storyline is Owen, his mother dies. Right. Yeah. And uh, and so at this engagement party, Danny's soon to be mother in law offers her a wedding, her her wedding dress. And she's (laughs) like, hey, all I have is boys. I was going to save my wedding dress for my little girl, but I don't have any little girls. So I think you would fit this dress better than any of my boys, except for this one who's (laughs) questionable, (laughs) who's like maybe gay. (laughs) And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's a pretty late 80s thing for you to say. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) so then we smash cut to the current day at Bly Manor. So I think it's 88. Um, That's my best guess. And the gardener is uh, judging her dress for a funeral. So so Danny's getting dressed up for a funeral. But whose funeral? I think it's Owen's mom. Owen's mom. Yeah. yeah. Owen's mom has just died in the last episode. Right. At yeah, the he, very gets, end. he gets the call mm-hmm. the last episode, I'm pretty sure. And Danny is going to go with the gardener, Jamie. Mm-hmm. So there's a little, bit, the, a little bit more pinky touching going on mm-hmm. here. They're kind of like, she's like, boy, you're kind of dressed kind of sluttily. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, well, it's the only dress I had. It's the only black thing that I have. And she's then like, the yeah, gardener's but- like, you don't really have to go, which is... Great. Can, yeah. can we have more of this? I'm just like, it's okay. Like, you don't... Yeah, it just excuse me. It's not a big deal. And, like... So she doesn't... She ends up not going. And also, Hannah doesn't go um, to this funeral. Um... So Dan, so at this point, so we're in current day, and Danny and Flora, the little girl, have a, a kind of a, a touching moment about Flora's parents being dead and not being here. Mm-hmm. So Danny walks up on Flora um, as everybody else is at the funeral, and Flora is kind of fittingly at the the family graveyard. They're on the grounds, and she's she's got her her little crayons and her colored pencils and stuff and a bunch of paper and she's doing grave rubbings uh-huh. as one does as, you as do. an eight-year-old and she makes mention of like i was really hoping to get all of these cataloged and done before the end of the season <laughs> she says you know it's getting checking your watch it's getting close to the end of grave rubbing season yeah i'm like gotta get this gotta get this done and filed away gotta get these graves rubbed out I'd love to like see in her room just like pinned up all these grave stone rubbings on her wall. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's, like it's you good. can't take a ten minute walk and just go <laughs> go look at them. You got to have them pinned up in your room and be like, "And this is my mother's gravestone mm-hmm. rubbing." Mm-hmm. Um, so, but um, but Danny kind of senses that Flora is you know tender about the loss of. Her parents, obviously. Right. Um, and she's like, you know, they're never really gone. And Flora is like... <laughs> well, they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, in fact, when we had the funeral for my parents, they couldn't bring the bodies out here. So we just had to pretend that these two empty caskets had my parents in it. And Danny was like, well, but I mean, they're always with you. And she's like, no, they're not. Yeah, Flora is definitely more annoying about the afterlife than Danny. She's like, yeah, that's I get it. It's make-believe. It's make believe. If you have to make believe, Danny, we can do that for you. But but I get it. Yeah. Like if you're a little kid and your world has just been torn asunder by your parents dying and uh, and you just have disappointment after disappointment. Boy, man, I can see really going down this 
this really, you know, dark path of like, no, it's not real. Like, but also, no, I mean, she actually has knowledge because it's like it's the same thing with Miles in episode. That's true. Episode uh, two. Was it? They're all kind of two miles was the episode um, where he's like, so why don't the good people get to come back? Because he right. They have experience with all these like kind of nefarious or pissed off ghosts. They're like, why? Where are all the normal ghosts that like like me? And uh, so that's kind of like what she's alluding to is like, no, I I know who comes back. Like, right. And it's not my parents. Right. Like I haven't seen. She even says, like, I've looked for them everywhere and they. They're not here, you know, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so kind of, so her, Danny and Flora go on a walk. They go into the chapel and, uh, and they see the housekeeper in there. The housekeeper is pretty much always lighting candles in the chapel. And, uh, and as Danny and the housekeeper, uh, Hannah are, are chatting, Flora kind of, this is kind of low key. You might've missed this in the, in this episode, but Flora is doing another rubbing. Mm. On the floor, mm-hmm. um, on the flora, on the okay, uh, uh, yeah. She's there's so the the large stone tiles that make up the floor mm-hmm. are a, a lot of them are like in, yeah. in memoriam. So there's like a crypt underneath, probably right. And uh, and she's doing a rubbing of of one of the floor tiles that has the name Viola Floyd. Um, so that's. I'm guessing important for later later in this this uh, this season. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't pay much attention, but of... I wouldn't be surprised if like some of those grave graves that we're seeing like in the peripheral uh-huh. are like important graves. This is a great show for having just like these all these little Easter eggs placed yeah. around, and then following up on all of them. Yeah, Haunting of Hill House like had like a big. I mean, it was just basically filled with Easter eggs. Yeah. And it, sh- it had like a bunch of like hidden ghosts in the background mm-hmm. that if you're paying attention you're like that's a that's a ghost shape right and i haven't really noticed it that much in this so far but i'm sure like people that pay more attention <laughs> are gonna find all those things huh the ironic that it's not us i mean this is the <clears throat> after show <laughs> i mean we are the experts yeah i'm i just thorough research like well, you couldn't get more You'd be surprised at how narrow a field spookology is. <laughs> you know, we're very, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not just any old yeah. uh, scare. We're, not, this, we're, we're talking we're not spooks. Experts at, we're not experts at Easter eggs. We're not experts at, you know, who's acting or what their character names are. We're just really experts about the spooks themselves and the scare no-nos. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of the man in the mirror in this episode. You're going to have a lot. There's a lot of jump scares in this, but they're not very. They don't land for me because I'm expecting all of them. Yes, eventually, like the the man in the mirror kind of gets um, played out, or just like you get des- desensitized because she sees him so much. Yeah, no message could have been any clearer. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say? No message from the man in the gliba. No, no message could have been any clearer. That's ironic that that's what it actually says. Yeah, it's it's, it's actually what it says. Um, so, so at this point, uh, Danny's freaking out all over the place, and she keeps thinking she sees the man in the mirror, and uh, she goes. At one point, she sees him, and and she's like, "I'm going to beat him to the door," because she thinks it's Peter Quint, right. um, stalking around. 
kind right. of. Or at least she thinks she sees Peter Quint at one point right. stalking towards the door. She runs over there, opens the front door with a, with like a sword. Well, then, she's got like the the uh, fire poker. Yeah, the fire poker from next next to the door. She opens it and oh, it's just Owen the cook. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one's like Jesus Christ. But he handles it really well. Like yeah. he's really good natured about it. He's like, no, I'm impressed. If anything else, I mean. If, you know, if I had been Peter Quint, who we all assume is, oh, and by the way, the phone keeps ringing. We haven't brought this up yet, but oh, the yeah. phone at this fucking house is off the hook <laughs> and that ne- there's never anybody on the, on the other line. What is that about? Can you figure that? It, it explains it. That's the sixth episode? episode. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Um, the, what was I going to say? Uh, I'm kind of jealous of corded phones now. Are you? I kind of liked having like a corded phone. If I could, I would get one of those like real generic, like Mm -hmm. desktop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you could, it's kind of hard to holding like a, just a flat, a a slim square rectangle up to your face. It's like kind of nice having ergonomic, like a handle. Well, not only that, but damn it, those things were reliable. Yeah. And now every call has to start with, hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? And it's like, I'm so tired of this Bluetooth dance that we have to do at the start. Mm -hmm. First 20 seconds, every call is just, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Uh... So, We're old. Okay, moving on. So anyway, um, uh, oh yeah, uh, Owen has a little aside. In this episode, we start to see a little, you know, it's always kind of hinted at that Owen and Hannah, uh, the, the cook and the housekeeper, have a little, they're, they're flirtatious with each other at right. the very least. And in this one, he says, uh, jokingly, that he bets Mrs. Gross can't wait to get him out of her hair, but... <laughs> But she's bald. She's bald. <laughs> she doesn't have any hair. <laughs> um, or as Peter would go. So, and then let's see here. There's there's a couple interesting things that happen now. So they're all sitting around the table and they're kind of, uh, they're kind of uh, sharing um, amusing anecdotes and whatnot. And then... The boy, Miles, is like, like, hey, can I get a glass of wine here? Hey, yeah, can I get a, get a glass of wine? And we kind of go around the table, and each one of them's like, I don't think so. And then the other one's like, well, you know, I had a drink as a child. And you know. what they do in France is thus, and, and like, Miles has no time for this. He's like, slams his hand on the table and, get me a fucking drink. <laughs> Where's that fucking wine, bitch? And, every, and it's shocking. Yeah. And it's like... It's like, whoa, he kind of went zero to 60 there, Miles. Um, so he asked for a real bloody drink, and then it's off to bed with with him and his sister right away. Right. Is this is this Peter Quint? Making yeah, I'm his pretty way, sure. Making his way out of Miles? Is, is Miles? Is he? A- yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear from a lot of interactions that, you know, like Miles is kind of smoking. I can't remember where's the where's the the uh, ladder shake. Is that this episode? Um, so yeah, he shook the ladder on the groundskeeper, mm-hmm. and she got down off that ladder, and she was like, "I will fucking murder you <laughs> if you shake a ladder with me on it again." Right, and he's which like, is the proper reaction. Oh yeah, and he and he plays it so cool each time. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, whatever." 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at you getting so upset. You're pretty when you blush. Right. And she's like, it's like Jesus Christ, I would choke that guy, that kid out. I don't, I, I wouldn't choke him out. I would, um, I would send him to his room. Sure. Um, so the, the reaction is correct <laughs> to send the kids to bed and, uh, where and now we? we get a close up of their of her dollhouse. Mm. And let me just say, if t- having an amazingly intricate dollhouse never a good sign in any horror show or movie. Right. It's always leads to bad things. Right. Um let's see here. What are some what so the two shows or movies that come to mind recently with dollhouses prominently are Hereditary mm-hmm. and The Lodge. Mm. And um they both use it in a very similar way, in like a foreshadowing way. Mm-hmm. And so does The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dollhouse that is located in Flora's room seems to dictate or tell. It's like a key to what's happening in the house at any yeah. given time. Or just where each character hangs out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, but it seems, to, it seems to work independently of Flora. Right, right. Yeah. Flora wakes up at dolls night. are just moving all over the place. Yeah, in this Flora, dollhouse. Flora wakes up at night and she looks in the dollhouse and she realizes Danny isn't in her bed and she's like, "Where is? Where's Danny?" She then she looks all through the dollhouse and she, oh, she's downstairs. That's not good. Um, and uh, and at this point, Danny confronts the kids and and she's like, D- "Have you been, have you been letting Peter in the house? Like, I'm not angry at you." Just tell me, have you been, like, letting him in? Yeah, because at this point, she still thinks that it's an actual, like, he's actually physically kind of, like, stalking them. Right. Because she saw him in, the in like, the balcony on the West yeah. Wing. She's seen him, like, like literally right through the glass. Walking she's by seen the him windows. Walking yeah. by the windows. So she's like, did you let him in and let him go to the balcony? Like, it's okay. You won't get in trouble. And Flora says something really ominous, which is like, no, we don't let him in. That's not how it works. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so it's they, like vampire rules. Yeah. There are machinations going on mm-hmm. here, but I think the, I think what she's hinting at is no, he's already in mm. like he is, he's my brother kind of, you know, like he's already in the house. He's already, yeah. Doing shit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see here. Oh, so then we get to see a deeper dive into how the man in the mirror came to be. Yeah. So they're having like a dinner, an intimate dinner. So we flash back to when Danny was engaged to her soon to be her fiance mm-hmm. and they're having a dinner, like you said, and she's. I'm like real nervous. They're ordering dinner. Yeah. And the, he's like talking about like, oh, you're doing so great with the wedding. Thank you so much for, you know, planning all this stuff. I'm really excited. Like, aren't you, aren't you excited? Blah, blah, blah. And then Danny's like, does it have to be that big of a deal? Like, he's like, I thought you wanted the big wedding. Yeah. Which is probably a conversation every engaged couple has just like the wife or the fiance that's planning the wedding like finds out that this is a gigantic hassle and a huge amount of stress and this is no longer fun uh but danny kind of takes it further because it's not just like i don't want to plan a 
big elaborate wedding, but also I not only that don't want to marry you. (laughs) Don't want to marry you. And uh, just out of the blue, just right in the guts, man. Yeah. That makes me so nervous. Just seeing that, just seeing it portrayed. I'm like, this is going to hurt. Yeah. This is going to hurt. Have you ever had a moment like that where, where you're in public, you know, they're in a restaurant Mm. and you get told something totally gut wrenching and you have to like, you have to really actually keep it together. Um, I don't think so. I think the most like gut wrenching, like stomach dropping experience is getting fired for me. Like that when I, when I got fired, it's just like, it's totally unexpected. And you're like, all right, well, I guess I'll act like I'm not devastated, you know? Yeah. While I'm thinking of jumping out this fucking window and killing myself. Like it's, (laughs) yeah, life changing, like, uh, revelations are not fun to, to have in public. No, I can't. I can't. Especially when it's so final. It's like, no, this decision has been made. Yeah. Like, there's no point in talking about it, you know? Yeah, I can't think of one personally. I I mean, I can think of ones that are like, I mean, they're just not on par, but like most of them happened with dates in high school, you know, where mm. it's like, I don't know. You know, just the girl, you can just tell that the girl's just not, not having it. My- <laughs> I did not have a lot of experience dating in high school, but I did go to some of the dances, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And one of them was like, this girl basically asked me out because she wanted to go and no one had asked her. Uh-huh. And so it was like... Oh, dude, you I know, had so they, many of those. They had like a whole production of yeah. like, oh, Bryce, if you... They had like signs everywhere like, if you asked her, she would say yes. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so I asked her and we went... And it was fine. She was a nice girl and like we're pretty like we don't really weren't really friends, but we're in choir together. And then the <laughs> one of the most like uh quietly devastating experiences of my life was dropping her off and like I had no no like intentions on like no, I mean we're not even friends. It's not like right. I'm not gonna like get a kiss or something. Um and I think... Wow, where is this going? I am on pins and needles. I think I went in for a hug, and she, like, jumped, or, like, shuddered, like, uh, <laughs> and, like, I think held out a hand to shake my hand or something like that, uh, but it was like, oof. Dude. Also, I completely understand, <laughs> but, but like, that's pretty, like, okay, yeah, we, we know, we know well, where we are. Well, but not only that, look, I mean, there's a lot, like, looking, there's a lot of hindsight in, in this for mm-hmm. me now, because yeah. in the moment, that's, that says a lot, you know, it's like, oh, she finds me repulsive, but really, looking back at this, there's probably just... I mean, especially for the girl. There's a I lot of energy uh, built up around this yeah, moment. Where it's I like, don't want to give the wrong signal is what it is. Right. Like it, potentially, I want that. to make it, it could be, very it could be disgust at you. Right. That's. <laughs> it could be the. Obvious I mean, thing. really, it's the most likely scenario. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it could be anywhere from the range of like I want to be very clear about the future of what this means. Yeah, there's a lot of, in, there's a lot of and energy also, built up around this. God, no, please God, no. <laughs> like somewhere in between those two, um, 
I mean, not extremes. Those aren't that far apart. But yeah, that's uh, that's so, rough. Yeah, it is rough. So at this point, we go out to the car. The couple, Danny and, and her fiance, are in the car, and she's basically she's basically saying, "Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I know we've known each other since we were little kids, and but this is all just so much." And he's appropriately and devastated. And like, I still love you. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a thing where... I know, I'm scratching my balls right now. Don't. It's, oh, God. You know when you scratch it, you to like have to pinch your balls to scratch so them sometimes. Stop it. Stop it. Oh. So, okay, come on. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, my God. They're really itchy. I gotta so, put some no, no, powder no. down there. Yeah, powder. Um, so, uh... So, anyway, so, so Danny's like, I love you. I, I want... I, it's not... It's not you, it's me. And and, and at this like, moment, fuck you, which like, is also a proper response. Yeah, and so he gets out of the car and promptly gets final destination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He uh you know, as soon as he opens the door, uh he does a quick look at her and his and the the a reflection of some headlights glint off of his glasses mm-hmm. into her eyes and then boom. Yeah. He's hit by a Mack truck. Yeah. So it's the reveal of that's what the man in the mirror is. Because yes. he's, it's the truck headlights right before he gets, you know, completely myrtleized. So then we smash cut back to uh, real time or uh, the current day, 1988, as it were. And, uh, you know, I, I just love that every night the wait staff, so... The housekeeper, the groundskeeper, Danny, the governess, and, or the the au pair, and um, oh oh Owen, Owen the cook. Mm-hmm. I love how they hang out with each other and drink. Mm-hmm. They all just have a bottle from the wine cellar. Well, this is a special occasion because they're because Owen's mourning. They're like, all right, let's crack open some bottles. Yeah, but it's not. It's I mean, it's something that has happened once or twice already. At this right. Point. They they hang out and drink, and that's but seems- they're not like. This one, they're each like have a fistful of bottle. Yeah, you know, yeah, for, for each sure. of them, it's not like let's uh, crack open a bottle and have a have a glass and a half of wine. It's like, nope, let's get drunk. Well, yeah, but I mean that's most bonfires anyway. Sure. <laughs> so they so they're hanging around a bonfire. A bonfire. This this episode was particularly difficult for me to watch. Uh, as I said, I we just lost my mother-in-law as we're recording this mm. a week ago. Yeah. Um and it's been very tough. And um and it was very sudden. Uh and so this episode is not light or breezy. It's very sad. This is like yeah, I mean this is where the writing comes through, and it's really, really impressive because it's literally like describing an experience that I went through, and kind of currently I'm still going through. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, uh, my dad died a couple months ago, and Owen kind of gives a speech about. Oh man, it like, was touching. Like you know, she, I'm really sad, but it's also kind of a relief. And like yeah. they they talked about her at the funeral, but they didn't talk about who she was. They didn't mention like all these things and that she was to me because she had Alzheimer's and all that all that stuff like faded away. And and so like it's a complicated series of emotions, right? Yeah. Because it's like Sorry. I'm sad, but I'm happy. Yeah. I'm I'm incredibly devastated, but I'm a little relieved. Right. Like it's 
Yeah, and just like the, the reality of watching someone slip away physically and mentally. Yeah. Like my dad, I mean, I, I was, you know, a caretaker for him while he was in hospice with, with my mom. Uh, me and my mom were his caretakers. And it went from like kind of being there, but not like 100%, but still able to like kind of hold a, you know, decent conversation yeah, to... Yeah. Just slipping away to where there's nothing, nothing left, yeah, except just a body grasping onto life, and then they they let go. Totally dependent on you, and it's it's like a it is a burden. Like yeah. it's 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 hard to watch emotionally, and also just like practically, it's hard to take care of someone that's fully grown and totally dependent on you yeah but but there's an aspect of that that's kind of beautiful as well and i was talking to your mom about this a a day or two ago which is i i think in america in particular we've lost touch with these the this um it's kind of a beautiful thing which is being able to give back to your parents what they gave to you which is giving them care when they need it right and which is kind of at the end and it's 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 a beautiful thing that uh, that other cultures put a lot more emphasis on than we do in America. In in America, I think in the 50s and 60s it was very sterilized. Mm. You know, this it's like and and stigmatized of like oh, you don't want we put our old people in a home and right. take and and give them the dignity to the, the ability to die with their dignity and right. it's like there is no dignity in death. Really? Yeah, there really is... the the real solution is an atastupa. Just you know, just push the old people off a cliff. There you go. You the t- the Swedish tradition. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, say hello to our we got to say say hello to Magnus and give yeah. him a shout out for his podcast. If you speak Swedish, film yeah, film film Yeah. Yeah, so check that out. There um, there is one line in particular that Owen says that like really like it hit me right in the gut because he's talking about basically caretaking of like holding on to her and her being like it's like a husk heavy like literally like physically heavy and then he describes it as you know she was my anchor but also i suppose my burden yeah and it's like that i'm gonna i'm gonna tear up because like that's exactly what it's like it's like you think of this person that's such an established figure and an anchor in your life. And then you're in this position where you have to take care of them and it's a burden. And, and like all you have is thinking back on what you had before. Yeah. And then they're gone. Yeah. And it's, and when they do go, it's, it's obviously it's very sad and everybody goes, Oh, well that's a very sad thing, but also it's a huge relief for, for you because because you're witnessing the end of their life, and that's a horrible thing to have to witness for a long period of time. <laughs> right. You know, and and um, so there's just this mix of emotions, and, and this this episode does a great job of kind of um, distilling all that in, into these beautiful speeches. Yeah, these this series, and, you know, same with Hill House, and it's just so impressive how good the writing is and how, how well this is framed and, like, it just makes, I mean, I just got to like, 
just appreciate Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Like it's literally, I, I can label it as genius that he is so adept at may, at formulating this bittersweet, like, um, framework of like, yes, it's spooky. It's creepy, but it's also like very emotional. And then at the end kind of has like a cap of like, this is what it all means. Yes. You know, this is what death means. Right. This is what loss means. Right. And this is how you're haunted. And that's by such it. a complex thing to have to, to have right. to encapsulate death. It's like, this means so many things in so many ways. And it's so complex, but he manages to do it. Yeah. And it's like the, the when you think about, you know, ghosts and, and stuff, yeah, it's spooky, and it's like, oh, that's weird and paranormal, but also, like, there's always also something bittersweet, like, oh, there's unfinished business, yeah. like, who was this person, yeah. like, why are they still around, what does that mean, what does, what does it mean to not be alive and and the ghost here. is with you you know right. it's 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 the it's the memories you carry with you you right. know that's that's the ghost and it's so much people. i mean it's so much easier to be like conjuring and be like oh yeah oh there's a spooky house and, and stuff jumps out at you yeah like that's it like a ghost exists right and we gotta we gotta talk about it and like it's gonna attack you so we gotta make sure that it doesn't attack you but, but the complexity like, is no in reality the ghost is is with you. It's in you. Yeah, and, and the, the ghost, your memory of these people. The the complexity comes from the ghosts have motives, but it's not necessarily to just scare you all the time. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like they've they've got they've got power over you. They've got stuff they want to do right. or experience. So yeah. So um. So that's uh, uh. There's really two large parts left to talk about of of this episode. Maybe three. Um. We we get to see we go back to um, uh, Danny's husband or uh, fiance's funeral and we we get to see oh wow the man in the mirror is with her right away she's yeah. you know as people are consoling her at the funeral she can see him in the mirror behind her with his hand on her shoulder right. haunting her yeah. and, and that's the memory of him but also it's kind of him yeah <laughs> uh, it's very real. Right. And it's uh, and it's real to her. Right. Um, and then um, so we get into this this relationship she's forming with Jamie in the real in the in real time at uh, Bly Manor, which is kind of a little bit of a. So, yeah, that's a like of a love story between them. Yeah, that's kind of the re reveal is that Danny is and this is the late 80s, not a very friendly time for homosexuals like she's kind of either figuring out or becoming more open about being a lesbian and Jamie is kind of courting yeah. or they're courting each other. And so that's kind of the answer with like, well, yeah, that's why she doesn't want to marry her fiance. Cause she's probably not. It could bi. be. She's yeah, like literally... it, it could definitely be a, a, a big factor into mm -hmm. it, in, uh, in, in it. And it might not be that she's, you know, she's at least maybe by, you know, so who, who knows? Right. Um, but it's definitely a, a, a good illusion. Yeah, it'd probably be a good bet to just say like she's lesbian and not into being married to a guy Maybe. and like living a lie. Yeah, because like she did say she she loves him. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. You know it's yeah. Anyways, um, at, at which point we get to learn how how Danny got a hold of the glasses. Her fiance's yeah. mom came to her house and. Uh, and she's like, I can't have these glasses. I can't. Yeah, I can't have them and I can't throw them away. So here, you, 
you take you take the burden of these classes right. of this guy you're trying desperately to avoid in mirrors to which if it were me i would just be like oh thank you so much close the door immediately into the garbage would you really yeah wow what would the man in the mirror do to you would he crumple you in half i don't know probably like seductively put his hands around my hips Mm, and then i dip you dip we dip uh so now now we get to that part that I mentioned before where Flora wakes up in the middle of the night and uh, she looks in her dollhouse and she notices that Danny isn't where she's supposed to be, which is in her bed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Flora and her brother Miles run downstairs and they... They kind of distract Danny. They're like, hey, hey, uh, look at me. Look at me. Look over here. Hey, um, so I had a bad dream and it was there was a lady with uh, bones for fingers uh-huh. and it was my mom. And as she's telling this story in this dark, quiet house downstairs, mm-hmm. something walks behind Danny, the a person, a, yeah. a, a woman. And it's so the, woman the in, obvious source of the muddy footprints. Yeah, that the keep lady in up. the lake is clearly walking around the house and the kids strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government so as the kids are distracting her the lady in the lake walks oh it's very chilling right uh up until now this episode has mostly been very emotional and yeah we've never actually seen the lady walking by till this point i think and it is it's creepy um it worked very well for me um and then we get the final the final scene in this is is Danny lets go of her fiance and yeah. throws, throws the glasses into the fire and the glasses all pop out. Yeah, which yeah. is like does that happen? I don't know. I Maybe don't know. on a super super hot coals. I don't know. So, uh that was episode 4 of The Haunting of Bly Manor. All right, thank you so much for listening. If you would like uh, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review or a rating. That really helps us out in the charts. Um, also, share it with a friend that's into horror movies or into The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can head over to our website, horrormovietalk.com, and click either of the links at the top of the banner. This says become a Patreon member. We have all kinds of extra bonus content if you uh, become a patron. And, um, and, of course, you can always just simply... Click through our link to buy stuff on Amazon and do all your shopping after you click that link. And then we get a little taste of whatever you buy. Um, Check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. Um, He's awesome. He does all the artwork on our regular episodes. Contact him for commissions at dgoebel00 on Instagram. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L. Also, special thanks to Max. D-G-O-E-B-E-L-00. Oh, yeah. D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. Um, also, Max, um, you can find him on Instagram at Max dot Mac- Maxwell. Maxwell dot, dot R, R dot, dot Allen. Allen. And thanks again to Kitty for doing our uh, intro, intro to the uh, to the music bit. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail or talk or have questions or complain, call 682-253-4468. Thank you, and we'll see you for next episode. Bye. Are you eating? No.